The Wonderful Wizard of Oz Chapter 6 The Cowardly Lion So, till now we have reached a position where we have introduced four characters. One is uh, Dorothy, the girl, the protagonist. One is another is Toto. The third was the Scarecrow. The fourth was the Tin Man. Now this is the fifth. So, anyway, let's start. All this time, Dorothy and her companions had been walking through the thick woods. The road was still paved with yellow brick, but these were much covered by dried branches and dead leaves from trees and the walking was not at all good. Well, this is funny because, see, there are many people who would want to go to the Wizard of Oz since he is so powerful, right? But then to go there is tough, clearly, because not everyone... The munchkins clearly don't go to the Wizard of Oz every day. And even though it's a yellow path, it looks as though it's a path that you would want to go on. Not very many people are able to complete it. And as a result, you see that the path becomes dirtier as they progress forward. That could be an interpretation. Or it could just be that, well, nobody really wants to go to Oz for whatever reason, even though he's supposedly great. I had another interpretation in mind. It's brewing, but I can't really bring it to mind right now. So anyway... There were few birds in this part of the forest, for birds love the open country where there is plenty of sunshine. But now and then there came a deep growl from some wild animal hidden among the trees. These sounds made the little girl's heart beat fast, for she did not know what made them. But Toto knew, and he walked close to Dorothy's side, and did not even bark in return. How long will it be? the child asked of the tin woodman, before we are out of the forest? I cannot tell, was the answer, for I have never been to the Emerald City. Well, that place, his name is Emerald City as well, which would make you think that a lot of people are traveling to and from it, but clearly they aren't. Because if they were, the path would have been better, it would have been clear. And then, if you're ever trying to go... So if you're trying to do something difficult, you're going to face problems, right? And it's going to be di difficult since not very many other, not many other people have gone through the path. And that's what the forest is, right? It's, it's the uncertainty that lies to the path, to the Emerald City and to what Dorothy wants. So Dorothy wants to get to Emerald City because she wants to go back to Kansas. But to fulfill that desire of hers, she has to go through a place that is difficult and she has to walk through a forest where there are unknown unknowns. I cannot tell was the answer. Alright, I'll read the previous paragraph again. How long will it be, the child asked of the tin woodman, before we are out of the forest? I cannot tell was the answer, for I have never been to the Emerald City. But my father went there once, when I was a boy. And he said it was a long journey through a dangerous country. Although nearer to the city where Oz dwells, the country is beautiful. But I am not afraid so long as I have my oil can. 
and nothing can hurt the scarecrow while you bear upon your forehead the mark of the good witch's kiss, and that will protect you from harm. But Toto, said the girl anxiously, what will protect him? You must protect him ourselves if he is in danger, replied the tin woodman. So, one of the people that is traveling with them is facing more danger than the rest for whatever reason. I, one of them had a blessing from, oh, let's say, a mentor or, or a leviathan. Nah, no, nah, no. But she was protected, right? So she didn't have as much risk. The scarecrow had a weakness, but the weakness was his oil can, right? And as long as he had that by his side, nothing can really harm him because he's made out of tin. So the only thing that can harm him is his own carelessness or someone identifying that. Oil can as being very important to the tin man. <laughs> uh, the third, for, for the scarecrow, Scarecrow basically is made out of straw so he doesn't have to be worried about anything anyway. The only person who really has to fear something is the dog. But I mean, it's not clear whether Dorothy herself is safe. It's just because they think that she has a uh, witch's kiss that she's safe. Hmm. You have to test that to prove it. But then there is the last character in the group going towards the Emerald City for Oz that is still in danger and that is Toto and they have to protect him as a group. Just as he spoke, there came from the forest a terrible roar and the next moment a great lion bounded into the road. With one blow of his paw, he sent the scarecrow spinning over and over to the edge of the road. Then he struck at the tin woodman with a sharp claw. But to the lion's surprise, he could make no impression on the tin. Although the woodman fell over in the road and lay still, little Toto now and, and lay still. Little Toto, now that he had an enemy to face, ran barking towards the lion, and the great beast had opened its mouth to bite the dog. When Dorothy, fearing Toto, when Dorothy, fearing Toto would be killed, and heedless of danger, rushed forward and slapped the lion upon its nose as hard as she could, while she cried out, Don't you dare to bite Toto. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, a big beast like you, to bite a poor little dog. Well, again, Dorothy showed herself as a leader, right? She was the one willing to protect the people who were following her without any thought to her own safety. That's what leaders do. That's it. what leaders do, at least according to Simon Sinek. I didn't bite him, said the lion, as he rubbed his nose with his paw, where Dorothy had hit it. No, but you tried to, she retorted. You are nothing but a big coward. Well, remember the thread that we were on earlier, that Dorothy is only encountering what she 
has already read about or has already encountered in her life well a lion is another character that someone would encounter the tin man is a creation of her dreams that's basically her creativity but the lion is definitely a character that a child would encounter so it's still quite possible that all of this is happening in her dreams you are nothing but a big coward i know it said the lion hanging hanging his head in shame i've always known it but how can i help it i don't know i'm sure i don't know i'm sure to think of your striking a stuffed man like the poor scarecrow is he stuffed asked the lion in surprise as he watched her pick up the scarecrow and set him upon his feet while she patted him into shape again of course he's stuffed replied dorothy who was still angry that's why he went over so easily remarked the lion it astonished me to see him whirl around so is the other one stuffed also no said dorothy he's made of tin and she helped the woodman up again that's why he nearly blunted my claws said the lion when When they scratched against the tin, it made a cold shiver run down my back. What is that little animal you are so tender of? He is my dog, Toto, answered Dorothy. Is he made of tin or stuffed? asked the lion. Neither. He's a a a meat dog, said the girl. Oh, he's a curious animal and seems remarkably remarkably small. now that i look at him well another thing to observe is a lion only occurs in a certain part of the world and definitely not oz or australia no one would think of biting such a little thing except a coward like me continued the lion sadly what makes you a coward asked dorothy looking at the great beast in wonder for he was as big as a small horse It's a mystery," replied the lion. "I suppose I was born that way. All the other uh, all the other animals in the forest naturally expect me to be brave, for the lion is everywhere thought to be the king of beasts. If this is a dream, then she's Dorothy, the protagonist, is remarkably capable of extrapolating ideas that she has heard. Well, she does have decent recall. She says that the lion is everywhere thought to be the king of beasts. Not remarkable recall. It's just that she does have recall. <laughs> I learned that if I roared very loudly, every living thing was frightened and got out of my way. Whenever I've met a man, I've been awfully scared, but I just roared at him. and he has always run away as fast as he could go if the elephants and the tigers and the bears had ever tried to fright me i should have run myself i am such a coward but just as soon as they hear me roar they all try to get away from me and of course i let them go this is a very interesting line of thought people who are powerful 
don't really have to show their power until someone challenges it it's only at the point that someone challenges the power that you have to prove that you are powerful so in this case lion was never really challenged for his power as a result he always felt he was he felt he was uh a coward because he never really had to show his power so people who are powerful also have to show their power to be brave no that just sounds backwards hmm i'll come to that back to this sometime all right But that isn't right, the king of beasts. Shouldn't be a coward, said the carols. Ah, I'm such a coward. But just as soon as they hear me roar, they all try to get away from me. And of course, I let them go. But that isn't right. The king of beasts shouldn't be a coward, said the scarecrow. I know it, returned the lion, wiping a tear from his eye with the tail, with the tip of his tail. It is my great sorrow. and makes my life very unhappy but whenever there is danger my heart begins to beat first perhaps you have a heart disease said the tin woodman it may be said the lion if you have continued the tin woodman you ought to be glad for it proves you have a heart for my part i have no heart so i cannot have heart disease the tin woodman is feeling bad about the fact that he cannot have heart disease How ironic! We desire what we do not have, even if it might might not be the best for us. All right. Have you brains? Asked the scarecrow. I suppose so. I've never looked to see. Replied the lion. <laughs> This is a much better response than the scarecrow. I mean, the scarecrow still doesn't actually know whether he has a brain or not. I mean, it's filled with straw, but he's capable of thought. But this thought never crossed the lion's mind, and the lion is pretty comfortable with not having a brain. He doesn't really care. The scarecrow cares about it because the crow mocked him. never be afraid of mockery i guess never try to act on the mockery try to think it through yourself before you make any act, before you act <sighs> replied the lion all right that that i suppose so i've never looked to see replied the lion i'm going to see i'm going to the great oz to ask him to give me some remarked the scarecrow for my head is stuffed with straw Now I'm going to ask him to give me a heart," said the woodman. "Now I am going to ask him to send Toto and me back to Kansas," added Dorothy. "Do you think Oz could give me courage?" asked the cowardly dog. "Asked the cowardly lion." I apologize if I said cowardly dog previously. It comes from a show that I used to watch. 
Just as, do you think Oz could give me courage? Asked the Cowardly Lion. Just as easily as he could give me brains, said the Scarecrow. Or give me a heart, said the Tin Woodman. Or send me back to Kansas, said Dorothy. Then if you don't mind, I'll go with you, said the Lion. For my life is simply unbearable without a bit of courage. Well, he is taking a chance and this is a courageous act in itself. All of these characters are doing what they claim not to do. Are so the scarecrow, as I have previously stated, does appear to have brains. The lion does appear to have courage because he is he has the courage to risk going to the great Oz and asking him for courage. The tin man. I can't recall the specific instance. Dorothy doesn't have Kansas, but she might as well be in her dream. You'll be very welcome, answered Dorothy, for you will help to keep away the other wild beasts. It seems to me they must be more cowardly than you are if they allow you to scare them so easily. Yeah, see another instance. So do you match yourself against yourself or against your against the others that you observe but really have no clue what they're doing or what they're thinking? That's a real question in life. They really are, said the lion. But that doesn't make me any braver. And as long as I know myself to be a coward, I shall be unhappy. So he doesn't really care about the others being cowardly or not. He just wants to gain courage, to feel that he has courage. Toto is the only one who's tagging along because he has a love for Dorothy. And not because the dog wants something for itself. And again, Dorothy showed that she's a leader. Right? So she she's willing to take along someone else. And then she sees benefit to herself as well. It's not just altruistic. So once more, the little company set off upon the journey, the lion walking with the stately strides at Dorothy's side. Toto did not approve this new comrade at first, for he could not forget how nearly he had been crushed between the lion's great jaws. But after a time, he became more at ease. And presently, Toto and the Cowardly Lion had grown to be good friends. During the rest of that day, there was no other adventure to mar the peace of their journey. Once, indeed, the Tin Woodman stepped upon a beetle that was crawling along the road and killed the poor little thing. This made the Tin Woodman very unhappy, for he was always careful not to hurt any living creature. There you go. There the Tin Woodman gets his heart. And as he walked along, he wept several tears of sorrow and regret. These tears ran slowly down his face and over the hinges of his jaw, and there they rusted. Well, he's going to have sorrow enough to harm himself for the harm he has caused in the world. 
And you think about it. There's no way in which you can live in the world without where you do not end up harming someone else. Well, knowingly or unknowingly, you are going to harm other people. And that's the way you live. But how, how are you supposed to absorb that? How are you supposed to take it in? How are you... How are you willing to let that affect you? When Dorothy presently asked him a question, the tin woodman could not open his mouth, for his jaws were tightly rusted together. He became greatly frightened at this, and made many motions Dorothy to relieve him, which he could not understand. The lion was also puzzled to know what was wrong. But the scarecrow seized the oil can from Dorothy's basket and oiled the woodman's jaw so that after a few moments he could talk as well as before. There you go. The scarecrow also has another instance where he is capable of thought and he has a brain. This will serve me a lesson, said he, to look where I step. But if I should kill another bug or beetle, I should surely cry again and crying rusts my jaw, so that I cannot speak. Well, over here, if you learn, if you think about it, the lesson that they learn is captured at the individual level, but not at the macro level of what their aim is in the journey, right? They have a larger aim in the journey to Oz, but... The lesson that the Tin Man learned was not something that he would be able to apply elsewhere in life. If he had learned instead that he does have emotions, he'd be like, oh, yeah, this is fine, I can go back now. The Scarecrow could have realized that he has a brain based on the actions that he did, and he could return as well, but he didn't. You have to be a bit zoomed out to learn the lessons that are important. Thereafter, he walked very carefully with his eyes on the road, and when he saw a tiny ant toiling by, he would step over it, so as not to harm it. The tin woodman knew very well he had no heart, and therefore he took great care never to be cruel or unkind to anything. <laughs> so where did this come from? So is cruelty a form of having a heart or is it to prevent it or do you are you only cruel if you have a heart? <laughs> you people with hearts, he said, have something to guide you and need never do wrong, but I have no heart and so I must be very careful. When Oz gives me a heart, of course I need mine so much. This is fascinating. So what he takes as a lesson is that if it's not so much as what you have as what you do. That's the lesson to learn over here. Of course, I mean, you can't pretend to have a billion dollars if you don't have it. But 
if you believe you do not have the ability to do something or the ability to get the one billion dollars or whatever I mean money is just the example coming from the previous example but if you think you have the ability if you think you do not have the ability to make a billion dollars then you'll never have it it's not as much as what you have it's what you think you can do anyway this was an interesting chapter <sighs> chapter end <laughs>